Hey guys, so in this episode, I talked to a comedian friend of mine, Lorraine Hoodless, and we talk about the hit film, or hit sequel, I should say, Doctor Doolittle 2, which came out in 2001, so if you have seen that or haven't seen that and don't really give a shit about spoilers, listen to this. Any better? Uh, yeah, it's all right. Can you hear yeah. me? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah. So how, so, you find, how, you, how have you found this whole situation? Um, interesting. Um, yeah. I've been trying to get my job changed so I can work from home for a long time. <laughs> all of a sudden, uh, my wish has been granted. I kind of feel like I've caused all of this. You know what I mean? <laughs> what literally the virus is your fault. Yeah, it might be. I've kind of asked if I can have a job where I can work from home. I've asked that the planet can heal itself. That's happening too. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's dealing with all of my jealousy issues, you know what I mean? Because my boyfriend's literally locked in the house. So, you know, <laughs> it's great for me. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, it's weird. It's it's kind of weird. Um, and horrible and like you know it's getting to the point where we're starting to know people I know people that are you know once removed their friends and their mm. family members are starting to be touched by it and it's very very scary yeah. also uh, but how about you how's it been going personally it's been going all right so far um, yeah. the only thing I kind of struggled with yesterday was um, I, w- I wouldn't usually go out more than once my house anyway once i go back like that's just it but yeah. now that i've been told that i can't do it i yeah. really want to do it and yeah. i've already been out once today so that's it and it's just like oh okay i've got the option to do it now and that's not fair oh yeah i know that's it. as soon as somebody tells you to do something or not to do something you want to do it but um yeah, there's loads been going through my head at the moment. Like, um, uh, I'd like to take up smoking again. Um, <laughs> and I know that that is completely irrational. I gave up smoking years ago and I was doing the vape for ages and I quit it um, a year. And it's been fine and I've not even craved that. But it's just like, well, if it's all gone tits up, I might as well just mm. kill myself slowly, you know. So I had one today. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So that's the first one in like a few days. So I've just been like, oh, okay, might as well have one now. And see. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, for walking, it was just like, oh, this is perfect time, and I'm not going to be able to come outside again. So. Yeah, I know it's weird. I like I I don't know. I've been trying to get into routines, so like healthy habits. Mm. So I get up early, do like half an hour of hit um from like an online. Um, gym thing um, and then I'll do a little bit of reading stroke writing but the writing's not I'm not feeling I'm not feeling the vibe around writing at the moment it all seems mm. a bit pointless but it's not and I know that so I'm just reading and doing other stuff to keep me active instead mm. so I need to check myself a little bit on that but yeah mm. um, luckily, luckily for me I've got this little project that I'm doing, so I'm yeah. just really sitting at home watching mediocre to good family movies. 
Oh my god! Yeah, what, what did you think of it? Well, I've, I've got a lot of history with this one, Doctor Doolittle Two, because I remember it must have been about Christmas two thousand and one. Um, mm-hmm. My auntie and uncle got me it for as a Christmas present because they knew I liked Eddie Murphy, and yeah. Um, so this has been a bit of a trip down memory lane for me. Oh, that's nice. Do you know it's really it's really weird because um, I've definitely seen the first one. That's why I thought I'll pick the second one before anybody else gets in there. And then I realised that my dad was watching it on the TV like a few weeks ago when I was up. Really? And I was oh, like, yeah. and I said to him, "Get that shite off. Let's watch." <laughs> <laughs> that is a true story. Like I am like all oh, mortified. But and now and now you've been forced to watch this show. I know. Can I confess? Can I confess? I yeah. watched it, but I fell asleep where during a pivotal moment in the uh-huh. the plot. <laughs> I'll not spoil it for your listeners, but oh my god. Oh. Uh, you know, if- if like you know, if you, it's one of those films like if you haven't seen it now, you're never yeah. gonna watch it. It's a spoiler. That, that is true. Okay, I'm gonna spoil it then. I fell asleep just at the point where Matey Boy, uh, the boyfriend, tries it on, and she's like, "Ah, um, I'm not into it. I'd rather just wait." And he hops it because he's a bit of a loser. I'm imagining that's what happened, but I slept through that little bit there. <laughs> what? Hold on, hold on, wait. What bit is this? Is this the bears? Was this? No, the daughter. What's she called? Cherise, yeah. Yeah, so the daughter's got the boyfriend who's a bit of a wido, a little yeah. bit of a wide boy, yeah. Yeah. So I wake up and I see Eddie Murphy going, What happened? Why didn't you tell me? Blah, blah, blah. And she's upset because he's tried it on. Is that I what happened? Are you sure you're watching the same movie? Yeah, the second one. Where there's the two bears. Um, maybe I didn't miss anything, I don't know. They're having a picnic of AFC. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's the one. That's the one. As far as I'm concerned. I'd marry that guy right now. Jesus. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that bit. Sorry, I completely, like, that was just so insignificant compared to everything else in this film. I was just like, oh, okay, that bit kind of just... <laughs> What else? Was it the, uh, uh, what do you call it, animal brutality, uh, the sexism? Oh, my God. <laughs> it's kind of weird because it's a family comedy, right? Yeah. But also this weird courtroom drama interspersed in with it. Yeah. Do you know, I'd be if I was being really kind and not being too... Um, uh, not too critical of it. Actually, this is quite critical. Too many themes, too many strands. They were trying to be too ambitious, the writers. Uh, <laughs> it was three love stories there. You only need one. Cut it down. Yeah. Pick up the line. Um, there was the courtroom bit. There was all the interaction of the animals in the woodland. That was another cool backdrop as well. <laughs> Just too much going on. Too much. Mm. Um, I, I've got a few notes on this film. Like, yeah. I say, I say a few. I've got like two pages. <laughs> um, I've got to say that means nothing. <laughs> like I've got to say, there's a lot I do like about this. Right? There's um, 
first of all, I love Norm Macdonald as the voice of the dog, Lucky. Yeah, it is cool. I love yeah. it when a, I love it when a movie tells you the plot. Yeah. <laughs> we got a dog. <laughs> it's such a treat. It really is a treat. Yeah, the voice <laughs> is great. The voice is great. Um, um, and it's got a real star-studded voice cast. Um, yeah. It's got Michael Rappaport. It's got mm-hmm. John Witherspoon. Steve Zahn as the bear. It's got mm-hmm. uh, Lisa Kudrow. As, yeah. the, as the female bear. Arnold Schwarzenegger's in it for like five seconds. Yeah. I know. There's a lot of people who thought it was going to be huge, I guess. I, and I guess it must have been huge at the time. Oh, it made it made banks, man. It made like at least $300 million at the box oh, office. my God. But how much did it take to employ all of those animals under the animal union? I, I don't think it I think it's about like a seventy, eighty million dollar budget. So, oh, good facts, fast facts, yeah. fast. I like it. Don't quote, yeah, well, don't quote me on that because I haven't, I haven't <laughs> done too much research. But I, the the first one was about seventy million, so mm-hmm. this one's going to be a little bit more than that. So, I'm yeah. guessing it's in the eighty million, in mm. the eighty in the eighty million um, ballpark. Which is yeah. still a lot for this kind of movie, but the animation is kind of good. I thought it was good. There was a few times where it kind of didn't look good, but I kind of liked that as well. I kind of <laughs> like, saw it, and it was like, yeah, you know, this is quite an old. It is an older film, so two thousand and one. So like, it's, yeah, fifteen years, and. Yeah. If Look at something like uh, the Jungle Book and what they've done with the reimagining of that, and the Lion King as well. That's 19 years of a difference. I think they did pretty darn good, and it was enjoyable to watch them. Kind of, you know, even when it wasn't quite perfect, it reminded you how long ago it was and how much of a uh, an innovation it would have been at the time. You know. Mm. How did you find Eddie Murphy in this? Uh, chained. <laughs> <laughs> I thought every every single time there was a breakout of the Eddie Murphy that you and I probably appreciate, Mm -hmm. comedians, um, uh, it was was kind of like he was apologising for it and Mm -hmm. it was cut short. Now, I'll I'll kind of uh, juxtapose this with a film that I happened upon the other night, which was um, the Yes Man with oh Eddie, um, Jim Carrey, right? Jim in it, right? Now the outtakes of that. I mean, I'm not a big fan of the film, but he it, it felt as though his personality was allowed. He was allowed to just go free, and then they would cut in what they could. Whereas I felt Eddie Murphy, even what did make the cut, whatever mm. did make. It just didn't feel like full flow Murphy. I kind of agree with you because he is playing the straight man in this in this in this yeah. role. Like to be fair, I think if you would have had the wild and crazy Eddie Murphy, it would have been too much with the talking with the wild and crazy talking animals. So it, we needed to have that little bit of balance. But yeah, he was seen to me very very constricted. By mainly, I think it being a family film. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But I tell you what, there was some amazing lines in there. Um, I've written 
down really good lines that I don't know whether they were improvised or part of the script, but yeah. the phrase was excellent. And it was almost like they were hidden. They were thrown away in mm-hmm. terms of the delivery. So things like, um, you are um, a speciest, talking <laughs> Darwin, uh, Darwin's law of nature, survivors of the fittest, um, <laughs> Uh, which is true. I know a lot about that being a biologist. Um, Darwin versus Doolittle, love that. Um, mm. There was other ones as well. Um, uh, I like the bear I am. Um, the, they'll be say, bigger than poo. Um, <laughs> they'll be saying, Winnie the who? I thought that was all. <laughs> Yeah. I, I think my favourite line from Eddie Murphy in this film is it's a slight it's a, it is a bit as you know, my favourite two lines from Eddie Murphy in this film are a little bit on the line of sexism, but because we get to see it is one of those few moments in the film where we do get to see the crazy out there Eddie Murphy, it did make me laugh. Like when yeah. um, he's trying to reach his daughter on the phone when he's when she's in her room listening to music. Yeah. And he says, that's not dancing, that's advertising. Yeah, that was that was interesting, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, that was a bit like, oh, God. Yeah, it is a good line. And in its day, I think, yeah. But, yeah, you probably can't say that too much, so much now. But yeah, um, I reckon, again, that's another, it's another story that was then as well. So, yeah, because it's like, a father-daughter relationship. Father, daughter, fa- uh, daughter coming of age, trying to strike out on her own, create boundaries, all of that jazz. Um, and then you've got the old, um, um, uh, the bear thing. You've got yeah. her having, trying to have a relationship. You've got the wife and Eddie Murphy's relationship. Um, yeah, it just it just felt a little bit in terms of... You know of- what? Can I spoil it for you a little bit? What? Go on. Okay. The reason why the daughter, played by the fantastic Raven Simone, I don't think she gets enough credit for how good she is in the, yeah. in the first movie and this movie, right? Mm. The reason she is having this attitude is because she's learning, and we find out at the end of the film that mm. she can also hear the animals talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's another bloody story within a story. Within- <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. So I mean that was that was good. Like I clocked that quite early considering that um when she was kind of I think she was in her bedroom, she was doing stuff or something like that. I can't remember. But yeah, that kind of early but then didn't clock it until they were in the jail scene with yeah. the bear. Um and uh, she's trying to empathize or sympathize is <laughs> the right word. Um with the bear. But um, but yeah, it was kind of weird. It was like peppered in the first like first half hour or first fifteen minutes, and then it doesn't come up again until like I mean the last hour, uh, last half hour. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. From like around about eleven to about seventeen, I had the biggest crush on Raven Simone. Oh, uh, wonder. She's beautiful yeah. and very talented. Well, yeah, yeah, very- she is. Um, so I can understand why that would be the case. Uh, no eye candy for me there, I'm afraid. Uh, well, he didn't find, but he didn't find um, Eddie Murphy attractive. No. Nah, I don't really fancy him. Nah, 
I don't know. I, oh, I hate to admit this, but after that whole this like horrible thing with him in the mill. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, that kind of put me yeah. off a wee bit. I just thought, oh yeah, I get it. I get why you'd want to have a paternity it's test. Just it just that kind of very vocal and out there. Keep it behind closed doors. Nobody needs to know your business. You know that's hard to go through. Uh, whether or not in the if it's in the papers, it's going to be harder for everyone. You know, just seemed very bizarre. That kind of does fit in with a theory that I have though. Like, What's that? The people that make the more family-friendly comedies turn out to be the biggest arseholes in real life. <laughs> Is it because they're the ones that know that they're bankers and therefore they're more scrupulous? Scrupi- How would you say that? Scrupulous. Yes. Scrupulous, yeah, or something like that. And um, Or they're trying to like, project this, or for the actor's perspective, they're trying to project this persona that they're the family-friendly funny guy when really behind closed doors they're quite mean and nasty how about how about with great power people become different people yeah people I like that if people get more power more wealth perhaps there are certain people who will change with that maybe mm. not everyone i'm sure but um i'm sure there are folks who decide that the rules don't apply to them or mm. what have you. What do you, think of the scene, what do you think of the scene where he's trying to teach the bear to be masculine in inverted commas? Oh, my God, don't even get me started. <laughs> oh, 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 like, see, Lisa Kudrow should be bloody well hung up for being a woman and saying the mm. line. I need a real bear, someone who can protect me and provide for me. I know. Go and fuck yourself. Like, seriously, Lisa, just, you do not need a man or a man bear. You may do it if you were a bear, but, (laughs) (laughs) oh, just have a word. I mean, it's quite interesting. (laughs) It is interesting because... I've got you. You you know this fine because you've seen my act about a million times. Yeah, I have an uh, a little niece who is now five, and um, she picks up everything, and she picks up gender norms, gender stereotypes. Um, uh, she knows that uh, dresses and pink are related to being a girl, and she doesn't really identify as that. And I know I'm using quite kind of uh, woke language there, but it's the best way to describe it. It's not her thing, right? Um, so, so yeah, she's like, no, I don't, I'm not into that. Oh, but my cousin's into that. Go, yeah, she'll like that. She'll like that um, rainbow, um, rainbow unicorn. Give that over to her. <laughs> uh, <laughs> other stuff, you know. <laughs> and it's not necessarily kind of male gendered or what have you. But I think films like this are 19 year old you know whatever there's people in my family who are older than this film um you know kids that are older getting older than this film but um you know that's one thing to remember but the world has changed quite a bit in terms of what you put out there I think and I'm always quite mindful of what I'm saying and I get it wrong maybe as well yeah but you know, I am trying to be much more mindful about other people's perspectives. 
of an experience in life and certainly comedy's taught me that you know just to expand my horizons and understand others what i quite liked about this specific scene where eddie murphy is trying to teach him to be more masculine his yeah. wife then comes out and when he tries to be a bit masculine with her she completely cuts his cuts his nuts off metaphorically and he just like goes and he just like comes back in with his tail wagging behind his tail behind his legs. Yeah, absolutely. But again, that's quite a stereotype around her indoors, boom boom, you know, mm. um, being like the bitch, the witch, you know, um, and you know the 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 man being the downtrodden kind of, um, you know, put upon. But the stereotypes happen because of stuff, right? Mm. Patterns and repeat and things, so I don't know. Mm. But in the, in the first film, if you, because I'm, a, yeah, I've seen these two films a few times, right? <laughs> <laughs> in the first film, the wife, who's still played by Kristen Wilson, um, she is, a, she's basically non-existent because she's not given a lot to do. And all she's basically, all she basically does in the first one is essentially like stand around and look at Eddie Murphy and go, oh, that's a bit crazy. Like, all the, all like a typical movie wife does, right? Yeah. In this one, I like the fact the character actually does put their foot down a little bit for his bullshit. Yeah. I wonder, do you know much about the writing team, how different it was? I don't. I know the director's different because the first one was directed by Betty Thomas. And <laughs> this one is directed by Steve Carr, who then went on to direct Eddie Murphy in Daddy Daycare. So oh, Interesting. So, <laughs> yeah. It will not help in any other context. If you want <laughs> any of those, just come to me. I've got thousands. Um, oh, my God. But, Wait, so, no. There are so many puns in this movie. Like, mm. my favourite being, my favourite bad pun being the God Beaver. What was that? The God Beaver. The God Beaver. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. That was, that was kind of cute. The, the animals were, the animals were cute, actually. They were. And, and that's kind of what saves these kind of movies, I think. From yeah. Yeah, the animals in these big budget ones, the, the cheaper ones, which I'm getting onto with the other reviews, and they're going to be dire. But this one, yeah, it's bigger budget, and the, they were able to get actors who actually gave a shit about the, about what they were doing. Um, speaking of which, nothing says 2001 or 2002 or early 2000 than a Steve Irwin cameo. I know I was thrilled <laughs> oh my god I, I was a big fan like at first I was like oh my god he's crazy and then I was like mm. um oh no I don't like what he's doing why doesn't he just leave the wild animals alone and then yeah. I was lucky enough to go to Australia and go to his um uh wildlife park wildlife history yeah. and learned all about the work that he does why he does those things on TV, and essentially it was all about raising cash for um, for the conservation park and really kind of putting putting those kind of things on the map. Newfound respect from having visited that park, and um, yeah, it was really 
Yeah, it was really nice to see his face. I mean, he is mad. Um, well, he's dead as well. Let's yeah. not forget that. <laughs> Oh, he was mad, um, in in the best way, like in the, yeah. the inspirational and um, what do you call it, uh, innovative kind of way, hmm. trying to get his message out there. Um, but yeah, who'd have thought a stingray? Oh, oh my uh, god! Do you know what? It's kind of a bit predict. Well, I use this term, this weird term that's been like coined recently, like with The Simpsons, especially, it's like predictive programming because. In the scene that he's in, he jumps on an he jumps on an alligator or an animal, and it kills slash hurts him. How did he die? He jumped on a stingray and it stung him. Uh, but the thing is, the weird and strange thing is, he didn't really jump on it. He was swimming in the sea, and the stingray got um, they've got barbs in their tail. And no other part of the stingray has any kind of effect. The stingray's tail went straight to his heart. And that's really, what, yeah, it's like the freakiest of freak accidents. Um, and and oh, I so, heard he jumps on it. Sorry, I thought you Steve Well, look, I'm you know quite happy to be corrected on that, but I'm sure it was a swim. And he was underwater and he was talking on camera and stuff. And um, the stingray, like, barb got him in the chest. And that was him. Oh, oh shit. Wow. No. Good to, see, good to see that his memory lives on in Dr. Yeah. Doolittle too. Though. <laughs> I know. Um, did you know that I studied biology when I was at uni? So I did a lot of plant yeah. stuff. So that's why that's why I was like, oh, yeah, I can get on board with this. <laughs> <laughs> Also, um, speaking of dead celebrities who cameoed in this, James uh-huh. Avery, Uncle Phil, cameoed in this in the very beginning. Yeah. Mm. That was that was quite that was a weird scene actually. Do you remember the one I'm talking about where he's he's Remind- got Sharice's phone, he's got Sharice's phone, and uh-huh. he calls someone he calls someone in the phone called Big Mo- um Big Mac or Matt or yeah, Big Mac, and they and um, they, it, it turns out that it's one of Sharice's friends. Uh-huh. But oh, it's the phone. Yeah. Ah, yeah. I was a bit confused by that, but I get confused quite easily. So, um, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I remember that? Yeah, that was yeah. That was quite funny. Um, could that scene fly today, though, with how audiences are? I don't think it could. Yeah. Uh, what do you mean about permissions around phones and... No, uh, I'm talking about... The, the older guy answering the phone. The older guy answering the phone and Eddie Murphy thinking that she's been speaking to the older guy. Mm, I reckon as it's much of a danger now as it was back then, probably. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, stranger danger, but like there's yeah, people that would be vulnerable to um, harayas. Oh. Yeah. Well, let's to wrap this up. Uh, mm-hmm. I've got three ratings. Um, so, mm-hmm. if you thought the film was shit, put it in mm-hmm. the bin and get in the bin. If you thought oh. it was okay, stream it on Netflix. Or if you really liked it, full price. What would you give it? Oh, you're going to hate me. I would 
I would put it in the bin. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know it's one of your favorites. And if there's no, no, like, you know, if you are baked off your nut, this could be quite entertaining. But <laughs> what's going on? The animals, like, um, but yeah, the kind of, uh, it's not even moderate sexism, wild sexism. <laughs> throughout I'm not sure it deserves to be perpetuated but there are <laughs> qualities to it and we've discussed yeah. a lot of them today there's a lot yeah. of other good stuff out there but yeah anyway sorry <laughs> right. I'd, I'd say it's on the low end of stream on Netflix oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love the disdain in your voice by the way uh, <laughs> Uh, oh, I can't help it. <laughs> there is, as I said, there's way too much going on, and it's kind of got sequelitis for me, where big, where they always seem the bigger and more things going on is always better. It isn't. Just keep it, keep it semi simple. You can talk to animals, and that's that's just enough. And yeah, I like the performances from the animals and Eddie Murphy sometimes and Raven Simone. But yeah, some of the sexism and some of that shit wouldn't fly today and it made me a bit uncomfortable watching it. So it's okay, but wouldn't pay any money for it. Oh, you, you <laughs> really want to put it in the bin, but you're emotionally attached to it, aren't you? <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to put it in the bin. This is the thing. I don't want to put it in the bin because it's well shot. It's, <laughs> it's well acted for the most part. Yeah. And Oh, we didn't, we didn't talk about Kevin Pollack as the evil capitalist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was. Oh, yeah, he was good. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's another positive thing. Capitalism is evil. And that's the theme for all of his movies. Um, but, yeah, I, I yeah, I agree with you on the sexism and that kind of stuff. It just wouldn't fly today. And it may be a bit weird watching it in 2020. Um so, yeah, Lorraine, it's been wonderful. <laughs> no, no, thanks so much for inviting me. It's been great. No, um, no Really enjoyed it. Um, All right, buddy, take care and stay healthy. You too. Where can people find you? What's that? Where can people find you on, like, social media and stuff? Oh, yeah. Um, so, Lorraine Hoodless, there ain't many of me, um, fortunately. Um, so Lorraine Comedy on Twitter, um, Lorraine Hoodless, pure and simple on uh, Facebook and on Instagram. So yeah, do please follow me. Um, a bit low on content at the moment, but that will change as soon as my uh, work settles down a little bit and I can then nice. be more creative. So yeah. So you can, so you can enjoy the this quarantine time a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know. Crazy. All right. Yeah, oh. all right. See you later. Bye. 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 Bye.